0: Controversy or fuss. But over the last several decades, Mom lost much of her authority over the dinner menu, ceding it to science and food marketers, often an unhealthy alliance of the two, and to a lesser extent to the government, with its ever shifting dietary guidelines, food labeling rules, and perplexing pyramids. Think about it most of us no longer eat what our mothers ate as children or, for that matter, what our mothers fed us as children. This is, historically speaking, a highly unusual state of affairs. My own mother grew up in the 1930s and 1940s, eating a lot of traditional Jewish-American fare, typical of families who recently emigrated from Russia or Eastern Europe. Stuffed cabbage, organ meats, cheese blintzes, kreplach, knishes stuffed with potato or chicken liver, and vegetables that often were cooked in rendered chicken or duck fat. I never ate any of that stuff as a kid, except when I visited my grandparents. My mother, an excellent and adventurous cook whose own menus were shaped by the cosmopolitan food trends of New York in the 1960s, her influences would have included the 1964 World's Fair, Julia Child and Craig Claiborne, Manhattan restaurant menus of the time, and of course the rising drumbeat of food marketing. Served us a rotating menu that each week completed a culinary world tour: beef Bourguignon or beef Stroganoff on Monday, coq au vin or oven-fried chicken in a Kellogg's cornflake crust on Tuesday. Meatloaf or Chinese pepper steak on Wednesday? Yes, there was a lot of beef. Spaghetti pomodoro with Italian sausages on Thursday, and on her weekend nights off, a Swanson's TV dinner or Chinese takeout. She cooked with Crisco or Wesson oil rather than chicken or duck fat, and used margarine rather than butter because she'd absorbed the nutritional orthodoxy of the time, which held that these more up-to-date fats were better for our health. Oops. Today I don't eat any of that stuff, and neither does my mother, who has moved on too. Her parents wouldn't recognize the foods we put on the table, except maybe the butter which is back. Today, in America, the culture of food is changing more than once a generation, which is historically unprecedented and dizzying. What is driving such relentless change in the American diet? One Force is a $32 billion food marketing machine that thrives on change for its own sake. Another is the constantly shifting ground of nutrition science that, depending on your point of view, is steadily advancing the frontiers of our knowledge about diet and health, or is just changing its mind a lot because it is a flawed science that knows much less than it cares to admit. Part of what drove my grandparents' food culture from the American table was official scientific opinion, which, beginning in the 1960s, decided that animal fat was a deadly substance. And then there were the food manufacturers, which stood to make very little money from my grandmother's cooking because she was doing so much of it from scratch, including rendering her own cooking fats. Amplifying the latest science... They managed to sell her daughter on the virtues of hydrogenated vegetable oils. The ones that we are now learning may be, well, the deadly substance. Sooner or later, everything solid we've been told about the links between our diet and our health seems to get blown away in the gust of the most recent study. Consider the latest findings. In 2006 came news that a low-fat diet, long believed to protect against cancer, may do no such thing. This from the massive, federally funded Women's Health Initiative, which has also failed to find a link between a low-fat diet and the risk of coronary heart disease. Indeed, the whole nutritional orthodoxy around dietary fat appears to be crumbling, as we will see in 2005, we learned that dietary fiber might not, as we'd been confidently told for years, help prevent colorectal cancers and heart disease. And then, in the fall of 2006, two prestigious studies on omega 3 fats published at the same time came to strikingly different conclusions. While the National Institutes of Medicine found little